How can I improve my relationships with other people? What skills will help me build better relationships? What is the key to building strong, long-lasting relationships? These questions all expose a common desire that we all have. That is the need to connect with other people, the need to build thriving relationships. We as humans, we're all wired for connection. And so if you've ever wondered about any of these questions, or if you want to become better at building fulfilling relationships, as well as maybe elevating the way that you connect with other people, then this episode today will empower you and equip you to do just that. So make sure to listen to the end. Welcome to the Brave with Eve podcast. This is a healing podcast with scripture encouragement to empower you on your journey to wholeness. So as you choose to heal, as you choose to rise, I want you to hear my voice in your head cheering you on. So please subscribe or follow the podcast so that you never miss being encouraged through a new episode. So in today's episode, I'll share three non-negotiable ground rules that set you up to thrive in your relationships. These ground rules, they prepare your heart, they prepare your expectations as you relate to other people. If the soil of your heart is not right, it doesn't matter what you plant on it. It will not grow and it won't thrive. So let's do the groundwork and set the right foundation so that you can initiate and sustain fulfilling relationships. So rule number one, you have to be intentional. You have to first desire it. You know, you got to You just got to become sick of shallow, superficial friendships and fake friends and one more. You got to become sick of multiple failed relationships and desire to do better. You know, aren't you tired of being hurt, making the same mistakes over and over and over again? I know that I was tired of doing that. I was tired of repeating that cycle in my life. And that's when things started to change for me. Our deepest pain and our worst headaches and our worst heartaches, all of these things are usually rooted in a failed relationship, whether it's a failed marriage, a broken engagement, a friend that betrayed you, hurt from maybe even your church family, people that you trusted, a business partner. All of these things bring hurt to our hearts. Yet, I realized that we don't spend as much time learning and equipping ourselves in this area of our lives. In fact, in my life, I think this is the area in which I failed so woefully. You know, there's so many resources that we can use to make sure that we don't get these painful experiences. We don't have to let experience be our teacher in this area of relationships. But guess what? Most times we do. Think about it. So I have two separate bachelor's degrees. I took about 78 years of my life just to be able to study for these degrees. However, I never took that much time to be able to read and study about relating with other people. You know, we put our time into building careers, and yet we don't put 
a good amount of time in really thinking about how to improve ourselves or how to improve the way we relate to other people. Or at least until we hit a crisis moment and then that's when we start trying to pay attention. The good news is that it's never too late to start. You can start today. You know, for the last decade, I have really committed myself to God and to growing. And I can see some of the fruit, you know, already in my life because of that commitment that I made. And so I'm challenging you to do the same thing, to commit to that growth. Don't disqualify yourself by thinking, you know, maybe I'm too young or maybe I'm too old. There's no such thing. Knowledge is power. And I hope that this podcast stirs your curiosity to learn, to grow, to heal, to rise, and to be all that God created you to be. Even listening to this right now tells me that you are on the right path, that you are choosing to be intentional about your growth. More grace to you. Don't stop wanting good things for yourself. Be intentional about building yourself up. And that includes building the relationships that you choose to put yourself in. You can't pursue it if you don't desire it. So the first ground rule is that you have to desire it. You have to be intentional about yourself and intentional about your relationships with other people. Let's move on to rule number two. You have to be real. You have to be authentic. This means you must be yourself. Remember the last episode of my podcast, I talked about how to see yourself in a healthy way. This is really the first step to connecting with other people. You have to be okay with just being yourself. You know, being authentic requires two components. One, you have to be transparent. And two, you have to be vulnerable. This doesn't mean that you tell all of your business to everybody. No. You know, we got to be savvy with how we, we talk about ourselves. But it just means that you have to accept yourself completely, accept every part of your story. I remember watching this TV show one time and there was this woman, she said her husband had never seen her without any makeup. They had been married for over 14 years. Can you imagine the amount of work that goes into hiding and concealing yourself in that way? We naturally have the inclination to hide our true selves. In fact, society teaches us to hide our true selves. You know, think about it. The example of a snail. A snail comes out of its shell. You know, that's the same way we are. We're so sensitive to quickly withdraw back into our own shells. As soon as we sense any fear or any rejection or any pain, you know, your past hurt and your past pain can make you really sensitive. Withdrawing your hand from a hot object is just a natural reflex, right? So you touch a hot stove, what do you do? You pull your hand away. So this is a protective mechanism so that we don't get burned. The same thing applies even in our friendships and our relationships. We put up this protective mechanism where we don't want to get burned, we don't want to get hurt again. And so what do we do? At the slightest 
side of anything that we feel like it's something that can hurt us or something that can put us in a vulnerable position, what do we do? We withdraw. And that's not a proper way to go about it. That's why taking the time to acknowledge our experiences, especially the negative, really difficult things that we deal with, it's really important that we take the time to acknowledge it and most especially take the time to heal from it because it affects the overall quality of your life. It affects the whole quality of my life. So the healing path is one that is really hard, but it's profitable. If you actually embark on it, it's very rewarding. It's easier to hide than it is to face fear, to face pain, shame, guilt, regret, rejection, all of these difficult emotions. It's really hard to to deal with that. You know, sometimes we hide and we withdraw. We don't want to be vulnerable or transparent. That's usually because it demands something It demands an effort that we're not really willing to make. It requires us to go into something uncomfortable, to face certain challenging parts of our life story or even of ourselves. You know, I remember this so well. You know, the thought that came to my mind as I was, you know, thinking about our podcast today is just When I shared publicly for the first time that I was molested as a child and also shared, you know, my experience of intimate partner rape as a teenager, I can't tell you how liberating that was for me. It was a necessary part of my healing not to hide anymore. You know, just to be able to sit down with the uncomfortable and the negative experiences and just have a tea party. You know, just look at shame in the face, look at the secrecy in the face and bid them goodbye. It was the most liberating thing that I have ever done in my life. You know, all the taunting and the teasing that enemy had done in my heart for years, it was undone in a second. I was released from it instantly. You know, God had done his part to empower me. I had to do my part to claim the fullness of my freedom with my testimony. I share this so passionately because, you know, I want you to be empowered by it. Because I know that you cannot find freedom and fullness in your life and in your relationships with others by hiding your true self. Is there something in your life Something that makes you feel shameful, makes you feel like you're not up to par, like you're unworthy. Are you driven to perfect everything before you let people in? You know, maybe you're thinking about even hosting some friends, but you can't because you want your house to be perfect. It's tedious work to put up a fake front because you have to work to keep it. But once people accept you for who you are, You don't have to do any work anymore. That's why relationships sometimes get hard because you put up a front and then it becomes too much to maintain or keep that front. You know, some days you look a mess. The house may not be okay. The house may not be clean. The house may look a mess. The car may even look a mess. You know, I'm a mom of three boys. And so to a certain degree, 
I'm really fine with messes. You know, most days I'm a mess myself too. However, we've been taught to cover our messes. We've been taught to cover imperfections. You know, whether it's the acne scarrings on our face or it's just features that we don't like, we've been taught to use makeup and filters to cover our true selves. Even with communication, it's become so impersonal because what do we do? We hide behind buttons and we send text messages instead of just embracing the vulnerability of making a phone call. Hiding is in our nature. Are you familiar with the story of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden? This is in the book of Genesis. Think about it. When their relationship was right with God, they had no problems standing naked and bare before God and before each other. The Bible says they were both naked and unashamed. But after the sin by disobeying God, they immediately hid from God and they hid their naked selves from each other. It's many, many, many generations later and us, the daughters of Eve, we still continue to hide. I've noticed that the more I stand transparent before God, the more it's easier for me to be that way when I relate with other people. Remember, God has given his Holy Spirit to his children. If you're a child of God, you have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit helps you see yourself through the eyes of grace. So I'm no longer ashamed of the broken paths that I had to walk. In fact, they made me. I call them my superpower because they're just unique things that I had to overcome and it shaped and formed me in a unique way. To form great relationships, you first have to be yourself. It takes bravery to be vulnerable. It takes bravery to be transparent. It takes bravery to be yourself. And once you're yourself and you find somebody that cares about you as you are, whether it's a friend or it's, you know, an intimate relationship, whatever the case is, you will actually feel loved because you are yourself and you're not hiding and you're not trying to be anybody else. Now, rule number three, that you will accept others for who they are. You know, if we could just do this, wouldn't it solve so many challenges in our relationships and our friendships? You know, my heart was really convicted on this one. As a mom, as a friend, even as a leader, in general, dealing with different people, with different personalities, it can be hard. So right now I have two rambunctious toddlers and a teenager. It is the perfect combination to make you need Jesus and some strong coffee. So maybe, you know, people can make this job really easy for me by just being how I want them to be, right? No, that's wrong. People are who they are. Even my two little boys, as little as they are, you can see their distinct personalities coming through. Our job is just to take them as they are and love them as they are. This insight 
saves us so much stress. Yet it's one that so many times I forget. And then I get stressed up about people and dealing with people in certain ways. And then I have to remember that they're not me. And isn't that such a good thing that they're not me? One of me is enough. We don't need two of me. So each person is unique and we just need to take them as they are. The first thing I want you to note about this is that people, they are who they are. They will show you who they are through their actions and you better believe them. Don't make excuses for people. If somebody consistently shows you who they are through their actions, take it. Because it doesn't matter what you say, right? You don't, what you say doesn't matter. What you do, that's the most important thing. I mean, it's important to communicate certain things, but somebody's actions are going to tell you who they are. Number two is that you cannot control anyone. If they haven't set their minds to a certain way, you cannot make them. You can't make them to choose the same values that are important to you. And so many times I see us as women falling short in this area because if you want to grow, if you want to heal, it doesn't necessarily mean that the group of friends that you hang out with, that that's their mindset. You know, you can try to make them. You know, if you're with somebody and you're trying to get ahead in life and they're staying stagnant, it's not your duty to literally carry them. They have to come to a point where they desire that for themselves and work on it. So no, we cannot control anyone. You can't make them choose certain values. You can make your spouse to love God if that is not what they want for themselves. You can make a friend prioritize you or the things that are important to you. Maybe you can call, you can create time, you make sacrifices, and yet no one reciprocates that. Remember, that's you and your way of showing love and showing affection, your way of relating to other people. But you got to pay attention to how they relate back to you. You may want to save your marriage, but the other party doesn't want to put in the work. Listen, you can't make them. You can only communicate your expectations and set boundaries. You can't control anyone. And you know, the more you try, the more you become, you know, just more of a controlling person yourself. Just let people be themselves. And if that's not enough for you, then you might really need to be choosing how you relate to them very carefully. So yeah, don't set goals for them. You can support and empower them, but allow them to make their own goals. You know, God created us and he gave us a will. We can choose. We can choose to make decisions for ourselves. We cannot bend under other people's wills. We just can't. You can only become more controlling yourself doing that, but we cannot we cannot bend people to be a certain way. Another thing I want you to note is that as women, we have to be very careful because it's easy to get into that negative space where you either want to control the outcome or you start complaining and criticizing. Now, complaining and criticizing, it's never gotten anyone anywhere. You can complain all you want. You can criticize all you want. It's not going to change a thing. 
imagine this. Think about it. Which one do you easily recall receiving somebody complaining about you, receiving a criticism, or do you think about the compliments that you've received? Usually the negative ones, they trump. You always think about a complaint that somebody complained about you. You always think about how people criticized you. You know, we hardly think about the positives too much, the compliments that you got. That's because that negative attitude, it just doesn't get us anywhere. So please don't criticize. Don't criticize that friend. Don't tell them what they should do, what they should have done. Any unsolicited advice, just keep it to yourself. Don't tell them how you would have done it. You know, I hear so many survivors of abuse, they shared your story, and then people will say, well, you should have left at this time, or you should have done this at this time. You're not in their shoes, and so you don't know exactly what they were dealing with at that time. You know, but it's a, I can understand it as being, you know, one of those things as a friend, you might want advice and you might want to give your feedback, and I'm guilty of it. I've done it so many times. But I'm learning more and more that other people are not you. And so you just have to be there and listen and encourage people so that they find the strength to do the things that they want to do, to be able to heal and meet their goals on their own timing and doing it the way that they seem fit. So just being there for that support. You know, it's just that common tendency that we want to tell people what they should do. We forget really that their thinking process and their preferences is not ours. Lastly, the only way is acceptance. So we're not going to criticize. We're not going to complain. We're not going to push people. We're not going to be controlling in our friendships and in our relationships. We're just going to take people as they are and stop trying to change them. So today, I've really just established the three ground rules that is necessary as we continue this conversation about building better relationships. Number one, you have to be intentional about building. And number two, you have to be authentic, accepting your whole story, even the difficult parts. And lastly, allow other people to be themselves, allow them to show up in that friendship and to show up in that relationship as their authentic selves too. So let's pray. Lord God in heaven, Lord, just help us to bring our true selves before you. So that way we can be liberated to be authentic with other people as well. Lord, give us the grace to accept others with all their faults, with all their failures, with all their frailties. Father, teach us to follow the example of Jesus, the example of living authentically and loving others well. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I will continue this series next week with another episode so that we can help build better relationships. You know, do not forget to subscribe to the podcast and please share every episode as this can help empower other women as well. We'll continue the conversation 
on a Facebook page. It's called Brave with Eve, a journey to wholeness. For more ways to connect, you can also visit my website at www.bravewitheve.com. If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth region, listen, I'm starting a local meetup, which means twice a month we can meet and talk and encourage each other and strengthen each other. But you have to RSVP. Go to the website www.bravewitheve.com and RSVP so that I can have a good headcount of all the people coming and we can have a blast in person. Thanks again for listening. You have a blessed week. Bye-bye.